0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. Not inside, because Ohio State is currently doing on-field drills um, and a few different workouts on the Woody Hayes Athletic Center turf. That's the 41-year-old, that's the 41-year vet, Tim May. That's Andy Backstrom. And we just heard from Ryan Day for about an hour and 20 minutes, which is why uh, there's a lot to discuss. And I'm speaking rapidly, because we're going to rapidly react to what we heard. It's the first time we've talked to him since the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. I mean, a lot has happened since then. So Andy, I'm going to let you start because I know Tim's got a lot to say. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to let you start. What'd you learn from Ryan Day uh, during that jam packed press conference? There's a lot.
1: Yeah, we already knew this was happening, but it's official now he said it, that he's giving up play calling. And now that's been passed on to Bill O'Brien, which is another talking point that we can discuss today. But first with the play calling aspect, that's what he wants to move in that direction, regardless of Bill O'Brien is here in the future or not. Um, he, he wants to take that next step of being the CEO type role as a head coach. He wants to focus on being involved in special teams. He talked a lot about you know, having more of a perspective on the defense and being just around the players more is something that he really got across to the media today. And as far as Bill O'Brien's concerned, no update on that situation. Uh, it's clear that he is a candidate for that vacancy at Boston College after Jeff Hafley left. And now there's a situation where, you know, Bill O'Brien is in the building today. He's still working at Ohio State but no update again on his, uh, you know, I guess, potentially taking that job at Boston College.
2: Yeah, what stood out to me, obviously a million things stood out, but uh, the bottom line is when he talked about the crowded quarterback room with five guys in there, it's pretty pretty amazing just the difference in those guys, but uh, he was impressed by the, uh, as he said, the camaraderie that's been developed in that game, because it should be, you know, if that was an NFL, <laughs> if that was an NFL quarterback room, you know, a lot of guys wouldn't be talking to each other, et cetera. But what he is looking forward to is the fierce, he called it fierce competition uh, for the starting quarterback job in in the spring. I think we all expect Will Howard to win that because Will Howard is not just a, a transfer. He's a transfer who started, uh, you know, for two years at Kansas State, won mm-hmm. a big, helped win a big 12 championship, et cetera. But uh, I keep telling people, you know, we, we you've yet to see Devin Brown really play, for example. And, uh, uh, you know Aaron Nolan's coming in to try to compete uh, right off the bat. June' say it, I'm just saying. It is coming in from Alabama after being there for two weeks, ready to rock and roll. And of course Lincoln Keenhold's got his first taste. We saw how excited he was despite the loss, mm-hmm. how excited he was in those moments after the uh, Cotton Bowl. So that, in my opinion, that and getting the offensive line straight are the, the two biggest things going in the spring. he thinks the people are on board. Uh, in this program right now on this roster for them to compete for a national championship with the offensive lineman he has on board. Kind of said the same thing this time a year ago. Uh, So we'll see how that uh, develops.
0: My big takeaway was a very simple, maybe even throwaway line that Ryan Day had to say. Uh, He said, uh, coaches can put up slogans if they want, but we're here to work. Uh, I think the slogans are gone. The messaging is gone. Uh, whether you want to call it tough love, you know, Urban Meyer used to do the chase. Well, I was going to say, right above
2: his head there in that meeting room was was the term tough love. Well, but
0: that's obviously not in the the weight room anymore. We've seen the pictures there, and the logos are gone from the shirts from what we've seen of the weight room activity. And Ryan Day said, we're here to work. There's guys coming back who want to work. They want to get better. They want to win a national championship. And he said that pretty vigorously, and I was impressed with that because Ryan Day has been kind of a – I don't think I'd call him like a Rob Ross slogan guy. Like, you get some coaches who are like that. But at the same time, like, he's hung his hat on a couple different slogans during his time at Ohio State. And now you're seeing a a real, uh, almost visceral shift yeah. from Ryan Day, from offensive play caller, the reason he got the job at Ohio State, and he even acknowledged it's the reason he got the job at Ohio State. But he's becoming more of a CEO in real time. I, I put it on uh, the artist formerly known as Twitter. I'm going to write about it at He is shifting right in front of our eyes. He's he's transforming into a, a full head coach and not just an offensive-minded head coach. And I think that's very, very good news for this Ohio no, State program. Like
2: I, like I told him, I said, we've watched you grow. He was never a head coach before. We watched you grow into this role. I mean, it's been interesting. Now it's in its next phase. And, uh, and as he pointed out, and you just talked about, it, tough love is the best way of putting it now, because if a coach isn't getting the job done, in, in, in his estimation, you move on. Uh, if players aren't getting a job done, in his estimation, with a roster this stacked, you move on. There's no there's no coddling, you know, and uh, uh, it's, it's going to be a very interesting year no matter how it turns out in Ohio State football.
1: What else did you learn, Andy? Well, I asked him, you know, December, we always talk about so crazy. You know, you've got the early signing period, you've got the bowl game, you've got the transfer portal opening up in January. for this program was crazier than December was, at least in terms of good news. And he said, you know, there's really no playbook to it, but it all started with the guys coming back. And the 11 guys who are starter level, draft eligible players who decided to run things back for one more season, he said, that's the real story. That's where it all starts. And I thought Travion Henderson stood out to me today, the way Brian Day talked about him. You know, we, we didn't really get the full story from Quinshawn Judkins at the timeline, how that all went down. It sounds like Travion told them, hey, I'm coming back before they knew that they were gonna go and get Quinshawn Judkins. They, Brian Day went to Trayvon Henderson and asked him, how would you feel about this? He said, hey, anything for the team, I'm all for it, let's do it. I think, you know, maybe you have an early captain candidate there with Trayvon Henderson, which, yeah. is, which is a lot yeah. of development for him as a player and as a person we've seen the last couple of years. And I think that, that really stood out to me for that running back room, but also for this team. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a captain come fall.
2: Yeah, it was interesting. He ran it past him about Quinshawn Judkins. But the interesting thing is, though, Trayvon hasn't had a full season yet. You know, and you need Quinshawn Judkins. And that's what Ryan got to later on in the press conference was, if they get to where they want to go this year, you're looking at 13. You're looking at a minimum of 16 games with the new playoff format. And that's a long time for anybody. And the the wear and tear on on a college football roster, I think is going to become more and more apparent to everybody as this new expanded – Playoff happens. Obviously, only two teams are going to play a final game, but they're going to. It is going to be a grind, a physical grind. And you, you know, the deeper you can make that running back room, the better. We saw how deep it was at this time a year ago, yeah. and then we saw what it turned out to be. there right. goes the dynamite,
0: and then you're down to a couple different running backs. Yeah.
2: It, well, look at the quarterback room. You know. Yeah, exactly. The cotton Bowl.
0: So you know that's the other thing that Ryan Day talked about was the transfer portal, and you know you want to have these conversations with guys, but at the same time you're the head coach and you're going to do what makes the program better. And that I think is another shift from Ryan Day, where you know maybe they were a little apprehensive in the past about <coughs> bringing in some transfer portals and maybe tr- transfer portal additions upsetting the apple card a little bit. No, the Buckeyes are going for it, and you know he was asked by Clay Hall uh, at the end of the press conference is is and we'll we'll talk about Clay a little bit at the end here. Yeah. Uh, is Caleb Downs a day one starter? And Brian Day had to stop himself because on February sixth, he can't really guarantee a starting job to somebody. Right. But guys, come on. And so it was funny to hear him talk about that because he's got young guys who were emerging, and you know his message to those young guys is, "Hey, go win the job." But by the way, now you have to beat out an All SEC performer, a true freshman All American, second team All American, uh, in the process, who you just added to your roster. So like, I think the the roster part of all of this. And again, this is the first time since we, that we've talked to Ryan since all of this has happened. Yeah. So we've still got Matt Guerrero. We've still got potential James Laurinaitis or a special teams coordinator. We've still got to talk more about play calling. Like, there's so much here. But the coaching staff, obviously, with play calling like you mentioned. The roster building, which is what I'm really fascinated by. Ryan Day shifting in philosophy with roster building. And returning guys. Like, there's just so much to unpack here, Andy, that like, it's just a, a new day almost for this program, the yeah. way that they're handling all of the things that are coming at them.
1: Yeah, we can get a little bit into the, the last assistant spot right now, because I think there's a lot of factors into this, right? One yeah. is, what happens with Bill O'Brien? And I think ideally, you know, Bill O'Brien obviously stays. That's the ideal situation. Yep. If he leaves, They want to bring in another offensive coordinator who has play calling experience ryan day would still want to give up play calling yep even in that situation though you would still have that remaining spot and that could either go on the defensive side of the ball the option is still open right and they didn't close a door on a possibility of a special teams full-time coach but you get the sense he really wants to be involved with special teams He mentioned it multiple times today uh you know given the errors on special teams the last couple of seasons you know given the ability of a head coach to have that in his back pocket to be able to manage the game he mentioned you know knowing when you're calling a fake punt knowing when you want to block a punt that's all critical to managing a game and i think that just goes back to what he said about when you're play calling you're so dialed in on every single play sometimes you lose sight of the situational football aspect of things going for it on fourth down versus not going for it on fourth down and i think that his new position his new role as head coach allows him to kind of take a step back and have a better perspective on those things. And I think special teams is part of that.
2: Yeah, just you don't want to be that knee-jerk head coach either who all of a sudden steps in and calls a play or calls us something or another. That will be the next step for him, you know, it's in terms of that regard. We, You know, I just think back to Dan Campbell, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, right. and to go for it on fourth down, stupid uh, stuff that we've seen all all football season. Long. It's debatable whether it's stupid. But I yeah. think it, I think it's I think it's turned out I think it I think in retrospect it looks fairly stupid with the exception of maybe one game we watched, which was the uh, Michigan game, uh, Michigan Ohio State game. But I digress. Uh, yeah, the, and and the thing about it is, if 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 he as we speak here now, Bill O'Brien still the offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach at Ohio State. If suddenly you've got to change that again, like uh, two and a half weeks before uh, spring football begins. That's going to be an interesting, another interesting challenge uh, for Ryan Day as the head coach. He had some people on the string to a certain extent, it looks like from a contingency standpoint, we'll see if they they would still be available, you know, and still be willing, et cetera. But uh, uh, it's, it is such a move from like calling plays to suddenly not calling plays uh, and I don't know why my alarms going off because I thought I had everything turned off but, but he did. Uh, that's okay. Uh, but it is such a major move uh, for a coach to kind of step back and be patient and let things happen and don't interfere because you the other guy's got something going on in his head too about what he's trying to get done. We saw what happened with Penn State this past year. all of a sudden after which game was it? was it the Michigan game? Yeah? I think I'm so. trying to remember where he where suddenly James Franklin fired Mike Yersich. Uh,
0: it was after the Michigan game. Yeah.
2: yeah. You know, you, you got to be on the same wavelength. Let's just put it that way, head coach and offensive play caller, because that's what it's all about.
0: If you can't tell, we're a little all over the place, and that's because after not talking to Ryan Dave for like 40 days, he finally gets in there and has to address and 40 nights everything. Yeah, 40 nights too. Good job, Tim. Uh, he kind of has to address everything. And so I think the best course of action here is to cut all three of us off maybe do another one of these tomorrow, maybe do another one on Friday, and keep rolling because we've got a lot to break down. Go to lettermanrow.com. That's where we're gonna even just start to unpack all this. The suitcase is massive, folks. We're just gonna start pulling shirts out of it as we go. Tim May, the 41-year veteran at this point, Andy Backstrom and Spencer Holbrook. Thanks for watching. The latest video from Letterman Row as we just got done talking to Ryan Day. By the way, congratulations, ABC6 Clay Hall, retiring after a long storied career here in Columbus. Yeah. Maybe we'll try to talk to Clay a little bit about, about him it. A long time. I uh, tried to
2: ask uh, Ryan for a little, uh, you know, anecdote about Clay, and I thought he was going to say, "Yeah, every time I step off the bus on road games, he's the first guy sticking a microphone in my face, asking me a question, etc." Clay's never been shy about asking any kind of question and trying to ask it first. And uh, but that's why he lasted as long as he did in this profession. is retiring, uh, retiring happily, and I'm I-, I feel good for him. I've known him for a long time.
0: I can tell you one of Ryan Day's least favorite Clay moments is when Clay asked him about the boxing match between oh, yeah. he and Jim Harbaugh. But that's what KU Clay is. He's not afraid to ask questions. He's now retiring at the end of this month. Go uh, send your well wishes to Clay Hall and his family. We do, certainly, from Letterman Row, because that's what we try to do here. But for the 41-year vet, Tim May, well, for Andy.
2: Thanksgiving dinner here. What's going on
0: <laughs> Andy Backstrom, I'm Spencer Holbrook. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Head to LettermanRow.com. $1 for your first month. That's where all the coverage is. We'll see you guys over there.